You're listening to Simplifying Investing with Diana Messina. This podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what's right for you. Any general tax information provided is provided as a guide only. Now, here's Diana. Hello and welcome to Simplifying Investing with Diana Messina, where this podcast looks at the hows and whys of economics to help you to improve your financial literacy and ultimately make you feel more confident about the economic environment and what that means for your own personal finances. Today, we're going to talk about the labour market. The COVID-19 pandemic resulted in some very significant changes to the employment market, both in Australia and around the world. The very strong bounce back in economic growth after the pandemic, thanks to all the fiscal and monetary stimulus that we had, unleashed a huge lift in demand for jobs in the past two years. This has resulted in a boom in both employment growth and hours worked and a very sharp decline in the unemployment rate. Since early 2022, employment growth has averaged about 4% year on year, whereas before the pandemic, it was running at about or just over 2% year on year. So ultimately, we've seen about a doubling in the pace of employment growth. At the same time, we've seen the unemployment rate fall to a 48-year low of 3.4% in October last year. Compare that to before the pandemic, the unemployment rate was persistently above 5% and policymakers wanted it to be below 5%. And then when you look at other underlying components of the labor market, things like the underemployment rate, which is ultimately the number of people who want to work more hours, we've seen a big fall in underemployment. It's fallen from over 8% of the labor force before the pandemic to a low of about 5.9% in late 2022. And it's increased a bit since then. There's also been a record number of people participating in the labor force. And that's the number of people who are either employed or unemployed. And if you're unemployed, it means that you're technically looking for work as a share of those who are aged over 15 and therefore able to work. So that participation rate has increased to 67%. That's a record high in Australia. So putting this all together, this is why the labor market has been characterized as extremely extremely tight in the past two years. It's been a great time to look for a job and we can see by the number of job vacancies that are advertised that at the peak, there was pretty much one available job vacancy for every person who was unemployed. That's a record for Australia. A natural question after I tell people about the strength of the labour market is, but where has the demand for all these jobs come from? And the answer is that it's been quite broad-based across different industries. But in particular, when we look across jobs growth by industry, we can see very big increases in jobs growth across construction, retail, accommodation and food services, transport and warehouse, housing, finance and insurance, professional services, education and training, and healthcare. And when you run through that list, you can see that a lot of those are very heavy services-based jobs. So what's the outlook for the labor market from here? Well, the bad news is that the pace of jobs growth that we've experienced in the past two years is unsustainable on an ongoing basis. The very big lift in jobs growth was a response to very solid growth in the economy after the pandemic and a result of all that stimulus that we had. Since that time, there's been a big increase in interest rates. The cash rate has increased from 0.1% in April last year to its current level of 4.1%. That's a 4% increase in interest rates. That tightening in monetary policy means that economic growth will slow, and it has already, and that has negative impacts for the labor market. We think that employment growth is going to slow quite significantly in the next 12 months and that the unemployment rate will increase. For now, the labor market still does look like it's in fairly good shape. The unemployment rate is still relatively low at 3.7%, but that is an increase from 3.4% last year. And the leading indicators of jobs growth that we look at, things like the number of job advertisements, the number of job vacancies, hiring intentions that businesses 
tell us from business surveys and the number of applicants per advertised job are all pointing to some anticipated slowdown in the pace of employment growth. There does not appear to be as much demand for new jobs as there was a year or two ago. So that means that employment growth is going to slow and we think that the unemployment rate will get to about 4.5% by the middle of next year. Clearly that's an increase from where we've been but if you think about it from a historical point of view that is still a fairly good outcome for Australia as before the pandemic it was incredibly difficult to try and get the unemployment rate below 5%. There's also an important relationship between the impact from the labour market to productivity growth in this country. Now there's been a lot of talk about Australia's very low level of productivity growth lately. Productivity is measured as GDP per hour worked. Now hours worked have surged from the strength in the labour market in the past two years. This means that productivity growth may actually look a little bit weaker than it really is because we have had an outsized increase in the number of jobs in these services industries and that will return to more normal levels as we go into the next year. So I do think that productivity growth will increase from here but at the moment it's running at minus three and a half percent compared to a year ago. That's extremely low for Australia. If we compare it to the decade prior to the pandemic, we had productivity growth that was averaging at about 1.3%. So we really need to get productivity growth back into positive levels. There's been a lot of talk from economists about ways to improve, and there are numerous avenues that policymakers could look at. Things like taxation reform, incentives for business investment and innovation, an improvement in education, matching workforce skills to employer demands, increasing infrastructure and ensuring it goes to the right areas, boosting housing supply, and also limiting the size of the government. That's probably a topic for another day though. Okay, so how does what's going on in the labor market impact you and your personal finances. Well, given that we expect a slowing in employment growth in the next 12 months and a rising unemployment rate, you need to be mindful of that if you are in the market for a new job or thinking about that in the next 12 months. When the labor market is not as tight, it will take longer for people to find new jobs in that environment. And of course, there'll be differences across industries, but we do expect a broad-based lift in the unemployment rate from here. There's also going to be an impact on wages growth. We've seen in the past year that wages growth has increased in Australia. It's currently running at about 3.6% year on year but we think it will get to just under 4% by the end of this year on an annual basis. If you compare that before the pandemic, wages growth was running at just over 2%. So we have seen a very sharp increase in wages growth, which is a response to the tightness in the labour market. As we expect the unemployment rate to increase from here, wages growth is likely to slow down. And we think that over the next two years, wages growth will be somewhere between 3 and 3.5%. So the type of large wage gains that we've had in the past 12 months are unlikely to keep occurring when the labour market is starting to weaken. Lower jobs growth also means that there will be increased pressure on household incomes if the unemployment rate rises. So that's also a reason for why we expect GDP growth in Australia to slow in the next 12 months because there will be another constraint on consumer spending. Ultimately, our expectation of a slowing in jobs growth from here reflects the increase in interest rates that we've had in the past year. While we expect that the Reserve Bank of Australia won't be increasing interest rates again for this cycle, if we do see another rate rise from here, then that will put even more downward pressure on the jobs market. Well, that's it for today's Simplifying Investing podcast. I hope that it's been useful and interesting that you've learned something new about the labour market. And until next time. To keep up to date with Yana's podcasts and reports, follow her on LinkedIn and your favourite streaming platform.